Hey, this is Jay Lynn Warner, Upper Deck Sketch Card Artist, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast with Ian and Norin. Happy collecting. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. He dreamed of the God of Thunder last night and was definitely thawed this morning. It's Norin Rad. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, we're getting well, off to a good start. We're getting off to a good start. We are. <laughs> we're getting off to a good start. Because um, we're, on, we're on video as we talk because yeah. it helps, uh, helps maintain the magic. Yes. And you've had a, you've had a haircut, sir. Oh, <laughs> you're looking trim. You're looking. Thank you you're for looking noticing. Good. Yeah, you're Thank looking you good. That. Yeah, no, it's good. I have to start looking presentable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, unlike me. Um, although I, yeah, I, I do shave it every you week. See, you seem okay though. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's out of control. Anyway, um, uh, hello everybody. Um, so what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? So we just started talking about what I've been up to today, and I thought, you know what? hold on, let me start recording. Um, and this is absolutely nothing to do with Marvel cards. But what did you ask me just before when I started answering? So let's cue it up again. I asked, how was your morning? And did you get to go on the lighthouse? Yeah. The Helter Skelter? Helter is that right? Yeah, it looks like a lighthouse. Yeah, it so, does. Um, it does look like a lighthouse. It's... Um, so I live in Norwich, which is a cathedral city. Um, in fact, uh, there are two cathedrals in Norwich, but the biggest one and the oldest one, which is kind of best part of a thousand years old, um, has, and it's huge. I mean, it, it's a, it's a big ass building. Um, you go in there and for, for, for some crazy reason, they've decided to put a either Victorian or, or an Edwardian helter skelter. So it's a wooden kind of fairground ride. Uh, for those wow. who don't know what it is, and I will post pictures uh, of it on the tasting notes. And basically, it's something you climb up inside it, up the steps, and then um, it's got a slide that kind of spirals around the outside, and you just slide down it. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a ride. Um, and we went there today, my, myself, my wife, and my daughter, and, um, and we got there, and it's been so popular and so successful that we rocked up at about 10 a.m. and they said that the next tickets available because it's free but you have to get a time to ticket were between 1 and 1 30 and we were like yeah is it though <laughs> is, so, it though? is it though holy crap yeah so we were like we we're like yeah well it's cool it's fine um i i kind of knew that would happen um having um heard from uh, colleagues at work who'd been there and tried to go on the thing but it's absolutely bonkers. It's mad. It, inside a cathedral, they've built Helter Skelter. And the idea, I think, behind it, um, and I'll post a link to the news article I sent you with a video. Yeah, please. Um, it was really cool to see that, actually. Yeah. The, 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 the lady, the dean, um, who, who runs the cathedral, um, she's got some pretty good idea. You know, you kind of think as people in that position in, in, in churches that being quite stuffy and quite you know, fuddy-duddy and quite old and musty, but she's got some bonkers ideas about how to bring people into the cathedral. And it's a free hmm. cathedral to go in anyway, and it's always full of people and tourists, and it's got loads to look at. So, um, but, um, but she had this idea to, to, to bring it in there, and I think the idea being is that you could see the cathedral from a different perspective. 
Yeah. You're actually going up high within a really big building and seeing it. Well, you get to see the ceiling. I mean, yeah. I, I have imagine. Yeah. 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 So, so it's great. Um, but I didn't get to go on it, but I got to look at it and uh, my daughter enjoyed um, uh, running around. So that was good. So that was all good. So that was my, that was my day so far. That's a good day. And, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's not bad. And now I'm here talking to you fine people. So the day is getting better <laughs> by the second. So speaking of good days, last night, I posted on the Marvel Masterpieces Collectors Group. Um, and if you're a fan of Marvel Masterpieces, Marvel, Marvel Masterpieces? Could be a new security unit. Well, it sounds like the name the of the guy in, in the cop hat in Village People. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of Marvel Masterpieces trading cards, or even if you've got no idea what they are, but you quite like the idea of them, join MMC, if you're not already on there, on Facebook, and gaze in wonder at the wonderful art in them and so every day i post a picture of a card uh, a daily masterpiece that, that that i doff speak of um and last night i happened to post uh the wolverine canvas card from uh simone bianchi yeah from marvel masterpieces 2018 and i did it just before i went to bed so 11 11 p.m 25 minutes later simone bianchi on his own feed posts the original painting and I was like, no. I tagged him in it. I was like, kind of thinking, maybe he was up late. And he thought, you know what? I'll have a go at that too. So he put out the picture. I like to think it was random. Uh, but I, I shared it with a group this morning and said, even Simone's getting in on the act. So thank you, Simone. Good evening, sir. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, but it is. I mean, we talked about it at length. So, you know, I'm not going to go on about it now. But it's a, of the two Wolverines, because we talked about the two Wolverines in that set. Yeah the one with the snowy mountain backdrop and then the one that's used in the gallery card, the canvas gallery. Yeah. I have to say the canvas gallery one is slightly pipping it for me in terms of, it's like choosing a favorite child, but because they're both <laughs> awesome. But something about the canvas gallery because Wolverine is airborne. Yeah. It's a very cool card. It's a very cool position and pose for Wolverine. Yeah. And it's exactly. very epic. Yeah. I like, I think I like the snow one better. Hmm. Um, just because i like how cinematic it is it yeah. feels very cinematic yeah but I, but I mean the post for wolverine that's in the canvas i mean he nailed it yeah. you know what i mean like he captured wolverine in both cards extremely well yeah. it's very cool i mean listen this time next week the mountain one will be my favorite again so, you know, <laughs> like, i do the same thing there's a hair's breadth in it you know they're, they're both gorgeous and i will I very will cool cards finish this podcast i will sit there and rub them both with a diaper um <laughs> So, um, and I also wanted to mention <laughs> that um, we we had something bonkers happen um, on the groups, mainly MCCW, which um, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, which has li people literally from all over the world in it, yeah. and uh, is for all Marvel cards, not just Marvel masterpieces. All get this has happened before, but it was Magneto Day. <laughs> yeah right now this is absolutely crazy and bonkers and believe me it wasn't planned but oh my goodness next year it will be um <laughs> so on the 14th of august which is wednesday just gone it just so happened that a couple of people posted high-end magneto things either yeah. a painting that someone had just received and someone else posted a sketch card or mm -hmm. delivery. And I think a third person posted something. So I think it was just random, but guy in our group who's mad on Magneto's <laughs> Matthew Miller. <laughs> yeah. 
posted posted a, a gif of um stewie from family guy <laughs> Go past and say, this, this is me watching all the magnetos fly past today because obviously he owns none because other people are posting them um and i said i said um i i i made a comment i think i said something about oh yeah it's okay it's um we'll have to have a um a, there's been so many of them today's magneto day you know meaning the, the thursday the 14th of august um and i posted this um when i got up in the morning on the on the thursday which is the 15th of august and matthew was clearly in bed at that point because um <laughs> the time zones you know he's in the, right. in the uk by the time he woke up <laughs> group members had taken the ball and run with it hashtag magneto day by the time he woke up i counted over 20 posts of people posting on both groups hashtag magneto day <laughs> just sharing stuff it just went and it went and my goodness did it go and i think i i looked at the stats for the group and i think by the end of the day it it, it had truly gone viral um there were even people on instagram talking about it oh how funny wow that's so crazy fun someone someone had posted so someone in the group has got an instagram feed had posted something they put in the group but they put it on instagram as well and they got hashtag magneto day and other people were saying it's magnet hashtag magneto day i have no idea <laughs> and then went off and posted stuff for their own yeah so oh, so, cool. so so there you go and i i I was like some, you know, and some of the some of the guys in the group were going, "Oh yeah, we should, we should, you know, we should do this, and we should have like hashtag character day, and you could, you know, we make it a regular thing." And I'm like, I love the idea of that, but I have to say, it's one of those beautiful lightning in a bottle moments that I think if we did it all the time, everyone would kind of get a bit cheesed off with it. Yeah. Uh, but um, so I love the fact that it's happened organically, and I yeah. no doubt that it will happen again because back in March, we had hashtag Thanos Day. I remember people went out that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not quite as cray cray as this time. So no. I think those dates are now locked in the same yeah. way that in a sports team, when a famous player leaves the sport, they retire that number. Yes. Those days are locked. The 15th of <laughs> August will henceforth always be hashtag Magneto Day. And March the. Oh, I don't want to say this now because I'm worried that I'll get it wrong and people will write it down. I think it's March the second or March the fifth. Yeah. But I will. <laughs> I will. It is a calendar function. Basically. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, well, yeah. I also need to, um, because uh, Alan. Um, uh, good evening, sir. Um, Alan Michael. Um, mm. uh, fun guy. Um, aka Alan's cool guy. Um, did say he runs a group and you can put topics into the group. Okay. You can tag posts with topics, but doing it retrospectively is going to be a bit of a bit of a chore because I'd have to go back through all the posts. So um, I think the uh -huh. easiest thing to do is hashtag Magneto Day. Even Tom Fleming, friend of the podcast, I know, <laughs> got in on the act. That's <laughs> when I flipped out because I was I I kept catching it because I was running around, and then finally I kept I saw Tom on there and I was like, what? <laughs> and then I had to go through all the posts and be like, okay, this blew up pretty yeah. cool it blew up um and i think phones were pinging um left right and center <laughs> yeah. uh, all across the world so so thank you for that guys that brought a, a nice ray of light and that's exactly the kind of fun that you know this is all about you know we all got to show off um some marvelous cards although i a lot of it was sketch cards that people were sharing which is absolutely cool in the game mm -hmm. um, i showed i put some base card stuff in there because i i only do black cat sketches so that's that's my bag so but it was fun 
Um, so that was good. And then what else happened this week? EPAX crashed. I saw that. So, so those who those who've been listening, and even those who haven't, because it's still true, even if you haven't listened to it, every Monday for the past four months, yeah, Marvel Weekly, which is a, a series that's released, um, funnily enough, weekly, weekly, weekly. What a crazy concept! I, don't, <laughs> I know. I don't know if it's going to catch on. Or not, Someone really. got a promotion for that. <laughs> Someone got a pay rise. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a good idea. It was pretty smart. I mean, who do, I, I never would have thought that would have taken off as it did. Yeah, and, and then some. Well, um, I've, I've previously stated and gone on record on this podcast, and you can rewind and listen to it. Um, well, not rewind, not on this episode. That I found EPAX to be a, a pretty stable platform and a pretty reliable platform. I've noticed it's gotten buggy over the past maybe month, six weeks. Hmm. Um, no criticism to, to, to upper deck. You know, these things happen. They might have um, been doing some changes back end. They might have had some hosting issues. They might not have had enough um, bandwidth um, uh, available. They might not have sort of, sort of spooled up some more servers to cope with the load of, of, of an on sale effectively, which is what it is. Um, I see it in ticketing when a major band goes, goes on sale and the ticketing websites crash. Yeah. It happens all the time. Um, and it's kind of like it kind of shouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, but it did. Um it's it it's gone slow on previous weeks at nine AM Pacific when um EPAX goes um Marvel Weekly goes on sale. It's gone slow, but this week it probably took me best part of fifty minutes to make a purchase. Wow. Five oh. Um it was it was crazy and it was unnecessarily stressful as well so well it was the it was the first time we saw hulk right come into the marvel weekly so hulk's a pretty um i mean spider-man was the first one there weren't a lot of people who were king on marvel weekly yet no one had started really thinking of it as a as a set to kind of jump in on while Mm. the going's good Mm. i don't think people understood i know i know a lot of people i speak to one of the first things they asked me is to explain EPAC to them oh, yeah. <laughs> where, where they can get Marvel cards. And I think Hulk, I think that was like the perfect storm of everybody was ready. People are huge fans of Hulk and they just want to get those variants. And I think the because of the traffic, the site must have crashed. I think it's that. I think to be fair, I, I had seen it gradually get a bit slower on the last three weeks before as well. So yeah, I, I mean, I, it's, I, it's popular now yeah no i i think i and but i noticed it um when upper deck did a sale of non-marvel products a couple of weeks back Uh, i also noticed it when there's a series called good wins which i don't feel and it's kind of half sports half entertainment oh good win yeah yeah, so like yeah set i guess Mm -hmm. um so i think you've got hockey stuff in there but you've also got random stuff like jennifer love hewitt also got often (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you got some like autograph collectors, and I yeah. think always go for that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I noticed when that went on sale, it did the same. So I, I think I think it's a combination of load and yet Wolverine, not Wolverine, Hulk um, is yeah. incredibly popular. But I I think they've just underestimated maybe, or they're going through some upgrades, or they just hadn't quite got the, the balance right. Whatever it is, but I guess whatever it is, Upper Deck, I still love you, but sort it out, please, because. <laughs> 
it's just really 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 stressful going through that yeah. um and i've seen more than one comment of people saying that they're going to stop bothering with marvel weekly because they don't need that stress um yeah. i mean honestly i don't know if that's you know that's an empty threat i mean honestly are they someone else posting those that's true i mean exactly. will someone else posting these on ebay like are these pretty popular on ebay yeah, on the huh? well, what, what i've seen i've seen i've and i've seen this from the other angle as well i've seen um sports people buying them to trade mm. they've no interest in it but they're buying it because they recognize that it's hot and they're doing it to trade and i did the same i bought a couple of packs of goodwin when it was released mm -hmm. pretty affordable um and the day it was on i just posted on there's a there's a form thing on epacks um it's like a rolling feed so um so it's you know you, you, you kind of only scroll down as far as the top 10 posts and beyond that it's it's a bit you get a bit lost um yeah but um i've noticed people pull packs of the hottest thing be it sports or marvel or whatever and then say i've got some of this available i'm trading for this so they go after the thing that's popular because they recognize that it'll be good trade bait yeah which makes sense yeah i mean it is i mean i i you know it's weird when i first started out and this comes back to like the 101 conversation we had when i first started collecting i didn't do trade bait stuff i basically just got what i wanted mm. um and i don't know if i like looking back i don't know if i would have done it any differently yeah. because trade bait can really bite you you know what I mean? You can, oh, it, yes. it, it can really buy you. You can be holding onto a card forever yeah. just because you perceive someone else wants it. And I know people have done, done it to me where they see a surfer or something like that and they just picked it up because they want to get it. Mm -hmm. And then three months down the line, they offering it to me for three times the money they paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, they offer, you know, the upcharge is insane. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I just tell them straight out. I'm just like, hey, I'm not interested. <laughs> and then six months later, they're posting it on eBay as a buy it now or bid it and I eventually get it cheaper. But I don't know, man, trade foster. I don't, I don't like to mess around with that stuff. Honestly, yeah. the yeah. only time I might do that is with a Marvel masterpiece line. Mm -hmm. Just because I know masterpieces will technically maybe hold their value a little bit more in terms of trades and uh, cash depends. I don't know. So I, I'll tend to take the risk on that, but yeah. I haven't done any of the Marvel Weekly stuff. I really haven't. I had I have one card, and that's it because I bought one pack. Okay, back in the other day. But that's it. And I I yeah. love the cards. I really do. I actually think the design that Upper Deck did, like um, how you have the picture of the card inside, and then you have the kind of the sketching kind of thing on the border. Yeah, and stuff like that. I think the negatives are nice too. I think yeah. it's a great looking set. It's nice. It is nice. Um, I think um, someone in the group, Stephen Bagley uh good evening yeah. at bag of fleas Even. um he has had some cards physically shipped to him um his negative variant spider-man i believe i saw um and so i asked him you know how are they physically um and he said they're about 35 points so that's kind of the thickness of marvel flare in the 90s so pretty decent, you know, kind of thickness and quality. Um, didn't you know, I think he said he was going to follow up with with some more stuff, but but um, I didn't see it. I'm not saying he didn't do it, but I haven't seen it. But um, um, I kind of just wanted to get a sense of if it was glossy and you know what kind of finish it had and that kind of thing. So, uh, which is 
still pretty hard to tell from just you know static pictures so um, are you but, slightly disappointed no not at all not at all i was i'm glad it's not as thin as um i'm glad it's kind of that thickness because yeah kind of that 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 was kind of the notch up that you know nowadays they're they're like doorstops you know the 100 point or whatever they are the thing <laughs> Seriously, man, you could strap five of them to your, to your feet and, and get onto a fairground at Disneyland. Um, it's so thick. Um, but in the nineties, of course, they're all like the the, the standard thickness, whatever, whatever. Gauge. Is standard thickness thirty five? No, it's not. Thirty five is Marvel Flare, which was thicker. So that's what I'm saying. The oh, Marvel Flare okay. was kind of the current premium card thickness yeah you know it, it equivalent to at, at the time that was considered like the quality because it's mm-hmm. a thicker card and it felt, i remember and then they came in the boxes of the packs which i love yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. i still think upper deck are missing out on a trick by not creating some empty wrappers <laughs> from Marvel yeah i think that'd be a really cool like little collector's yeah. item that they yeah. could do in their store or something uh, like that and also upper deck i'm just going to say one more word to you because i know you listen binders Binders. I'm just going to leave that there. I'm just going to leave that there. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, especially you, Mr. Upperdeck. Um, so they do such good work too, and they do those they lithograms. Do. They do. They do. They, 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 they so they have the ability. Yeah. yeah, they knock out some cracking stuff. I guess. I guess with the binders, it is a physical thing, so you can't do it on um, e-packs. So no, you do it on their store. They do oh, yeah. tons of stuff on their store. They're oh, always yeah. trying to get people to go on there. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's not it's not a tradable thing. Oh, I see so what you it, mean. It yeah. would literally be a retail shop window purchase straight off shipped. So um, I guess from that point of view, it's um, it's a bigger outlay to make them. You've got to do a minimum order. So, you know, it may be the mass just doesn't work out on it. I don't know. Um, yeah. but, but please, please do it. For It'd us. be really cool. Even if they did some like retrospective ones and made them for older sets that never had them. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd shift them, say five out, 500 units of each. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd go. Really cool limited thing. I'd buy them. Yeah, absolutely. I would as well. You know, especially they've got the Marvel Masterpieces license. So they could quite happily just do, um, you know, a binder for each, each year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just uh, here with modern production techniques, I'm sure it would be a pretty sturdy affair. So it'd be really cool, actually. Um, so yeah, so um, so petition your um, local government representative, folks, <laughs> um, right to your MP or your um, whatever it is over there, senator. What is it in the US? Is it a senator or because in the UK, senator? We have members, oh yeah, members of your congressman. Yeah, congressman is is district, isn't it? And senator is state level. Is is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right. There we go. So, just write to those cats and 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 ask them to petition. Um, <laughs> to, to, that's a great use of uh, of um, of government political sway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't help any of the uh, poor kids being separated from families at borders. Jesus, right Christ. to Yeah, let's, let's let's not let's not go there. Let's not go there. Yeah, Otherwise, it'll be a different type of podcast. Anyway, so um, we are going to this week um, talk about. Cards 101 Part 2. Cards 101 Part 2. Yay! Cards 101 Part 2. <laughs> um, how excited are you? You are really excited today. You're, 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 you're top. You're bouncing around there, aren't you? You've just eaten something, I can tell. 
Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to be so slick. My wife just made cookies and I'm fat. Ah. And she came in here and she was like, do you want a cookie? Where's mine? In like sign language. I feel bad. I wish I could just send it to you right now. You know, I'll go to right. the post office. I've got a cup of tea. I've got the other half of it. You know, okay, good. I was trying to mute it and like not be distracting, but my fat ass can't you, help it. <laughs> if you crack on, I'm, I'm sure, listen, people would probably pay good money to hear any one of us chewing for an extended length of time. So it could be the way to monetize this podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about my Kickstarter about that. Um. <laughs> uh, 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 I haven't talked to you about my big ass crazy idea, and I'm going to oh, talk boy. to you about it off air. Oh, boy. Um, it is properly cray cray and properly ambitious as well. I'm excited. I like ambitious <laughs> yeah. cray cray. I, I, well, I know, I know it's a bonkers idea because it's scary to think about attempting it, but it's wonderful to think about pulling it off. Okay, I'm excited. I'm actually making really excited. So really I'm, I'm, you? I'm in. So, yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that off the air because I don't want to get anyone's hopes up um, and uh, fail to deliver um, as the. Um, as the former future Mrs. Taylor found out. Anyway, so what Aww. about <laughs> so that's, the, aw, that's not true, buddy. <laughs> I jest. Um, so what um I've, I've I've lost what I'm talking about. What we're we talking about? Cards one and one part two. That's right. Yeah, we went on cookie side quest. So I guess my question is <laughs> Damn it. Can I call you cookie? It's always my fault, man. I am Mr. Sidequest. What is wrong with me? That's quite all right. Listen, I, I'm I'm in a I'm in a a tower without uh pets or children. You know, I'm in my I'm in my loft. Um whereas you, you clearly have um things happening. Uh and it, um do you have more cookie to eat? No, I'm done. Are you sure? Okay, because I can I can talk and, and let you no, no, no. I'm solid. I'm solid. It was just a taste. Test. No, that's quite, that's quite all right. That's quite all right. So, um, Cards 101 Part 2. Cards 101 Part 2. So, we had some cracking feedback. Um, I'll tell you what was interesting, and this is no criticism whatsoever. I, I do find it quite, quite uh, curious. Tamron, the fella who asked in the first place, um, um, I've no idea if he heard it or if he's listened. Because even though I tagged him on the post, um, he hasn't come back at all to say, Oh, I found that really good, or I haven't seen him liking anything. So, Tamron, I hope mm. you're okay. Um, I'm guessing you're busy um, yeah. doing, doing your stuff, living your life, um, and I hope you are okay. Um, but um, this one is also for you, buddy, because um, it all started with you. It's, it's a cracking question. And, it is an awesome question. Yeah, yeah. so, um, so um, I hope you do uh, dig these. So we had some folk um, basically add some more things uh more comments really and more suggestions i just thought we'd kind of talk through them um please um, some um, of them are great i'm looking forward to it um so first of all um kevin st jack good evening kevin kevin's the man by the way we got to get him on this show man that yeah. guy yeah it's, a, it's amazing there, there are lots of people we want to get on this show so first of all, people, i'm gonna yeah. put an apology out now to people that we have talked to because we've kind of stopped reaching out on it a little bit or at least i have because i'm aware we've spoken to some people and they have promised to come on and and yeah it's it's kind of crazy just figuring out the schedule for it all because yeah. you've got a life i've got a life we're in different time we're in different time we're in different countries yeah for goodness sake yeah. um and i kind of don't want to mess anyone around and we also we did do a, we did do a recording we had a second artist interview um 
and I'm before this episode drops I'm going to speak to that artist so I'm not going to mention his name now and he's probably sitting there wondering when his episode's going to pop up um unfortunately it was the audio quality various reasons um just was just so ghastly that the episode is lost so we are barely in double figures in terms of episodes we already have a lost episode yeah which is kind of cool, but I also feel quite bad. Yeah, exactly. It'll be outtakes. Um, uh, so I feel kind of bad. So I, I need to reach out to that artist and say we tried to rescue it, we couldn't. It just, you know, there there were snippets, but it just didn't hang together as an episode. So it really um, did. So I tried. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, do it. we've we've had to just say we can't, you know, because you know we we need to keep up a decent, you know. Um, a, a level of quality i would hope that we we aspire to was um, um hopefully our listeners enjoy so um so we will reschedule um for that artist but we've we've kind of got to the point where you know you're busy i'm busy we had to have a few weeks off we had some in the bag we've used those so we're now kind of recording as we go so we will have more interviews on and we will have more people on and kevin on the kind of collector side of the spectrum because we don't just want artists and manufacturers and people who work in the industry on we want people who actually collect the cards and are passionate about them like the and me yeah so kevin um, um we've talked about um sketch cards and there's a guy there's a fellow called chris mixer as well um yeah good evening chris who i believe is a writer for beckett and does oh. a sketch oh, card yes do that guy yeah. update yes so um so mr mixer uh mixy mix uh, mixy mix <laughs> poor guy <laughs> disrespectful to you because i don't know you so i shouldn't be giving you a nickname however um we're all friends in marvel cards Very so true. um so um what i would love to do is um actually find time outside of being a father and having a job um, to reach out to you and talk about and schedule sketch card history part one. Oh man that'd be amazing which is uh, and i figured having chris and kevin on there would be my ideal so we'll have a four-way yeah and you know we could do like a collector's roundtable type of thing with them Oh, we're going to do, well, yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, th- this one I want to, uh, the, the sketch card history, I think would be good to keep quite focused, but we'll go into more. No, no. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do a, like a, well, we talked before about having a high rollers table where, where people who kind of. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Have um, uh, maybe a little bit more um, income to spend on, on cards and boy, do they ever. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. So Kevin St. Jack, I floated the idea about having a card mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was yeah, pretty idea. Anyway, Kevin's Kevin's feedback. I'm not just going to read things out. We are going to talk. No, about we'll just talk about them. Um, but um, I am going to read. I am going to read them out, and then we'll talk about. Them. Got it. <laughs> See what I mean? So Kevin was like, um, having a card mentor would be pretty neat and helpful. Being a card mentor would probably depend on your personal level of status or comfort level within the hobby, though. Hmm. passing on experiences to others without feeling that person will develop into competition for cards who want in the future is sometimes difficult to put aside for the benefit of others which <laughs> speaking is, like a long-time collector yeah which is, is so point. true fair point and it's, 
it's um i don't know i, I my first response was uh, that's a little bit cynical no i don't mean this in a disrespectful way kevin but but you know i'd like to think you know that just uh people are inherently good yeah that the yeah that 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 side you know um the one of the le- the less comfortable things about the hobby about you know people becoming competition you know whether it whether it happens a lot or not i don't actually think it does i mean you know i think it's good to have people chasing cards i think when it comes to one-on-ones it gets a bit um scary but um but i think um i think aside from that i think i think the 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 kind of scale we were talking about was just you know helping people who are starting out you know giving that advice um i think um it's interesting you brought out status in the hobby i think status is something you probably other people maybe you know place upon you rather than something you necessarily regard from your own perspective i don't know um Hmm. i think you know we put ourselves out there but i'm by no i'm nowhere close to being the most knowledgeable guy about cards you know out there and you know and you know what Uh, i don't think that matters i think if you if you know a lot about cards great but i don't think uh you're any less of a collector if you're starting out or if you don't know much about them yet or um necessarily you know more of a collector if you've got encyclopedic oh. knowledge about it um, you do what you want to do you do as much as you want to do for the hobby and figure out and research and all that kind of good stuff i think card mentorship can be more simple than yes. than as intense as it yep. can be Absolutely. um because you know and it's a different perspective too like kevin dabs and quite a lot of good stuff you know what i mean like stuff that i wouldn't even like go into collecting you know what i mean he's he he knows quite a lot of the history especially sketchographs which mm. are the first uh, sketch cards around and those collectors are pretty locked into the game yep. most people who have those collections are people who've been here since the beginning since the 90s in terms of sketch card hunting mm-hmm. and their collections are insanely insane and massive so there is that level of competition that does exist with set collectors, I can imagine, and collectors who are not really focused. Like I get, I help out a lot of people. I help out a lot of people because one, it's more in my nature to help people out. I, I, I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy the, the time. Yeah. And I don't really have a lot of hangups. You know, I always feel like <laughs> if I really want something, it will eventually come up. If I lose out on it, you know, and someone wants more, I won't pay for it. <laughs> I just I'll let it go and not want it. Um, but I think I tend to help people out more because my focus is so specific on the character. Mm. Um, and I don't do full sets, really. And, you know, if I do full set, usually there's enough of that set to find and go look for cards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think it just depends on the help. I think being helpful in any hobby makes the hobby stronger better and more friendlier yeah yeah you know yeah i think nothing nothing annoys me worse than when someone just because i think it's it goes back to that whole thing about being a being a bit of a douchebag to people you know if 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 the first thing if someone's if someone's fairly new to a group or a hobby and they're asking a question and the first comment is well what, why are you posting that or go and check ebay or something like that that's not helpful well the, someone just did that on blowout i was cracking out because someone just did that on blowout did you see this some no, person no, no. asked about sketch cards 
Oh yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I did. This yeah. douchebag put a. It was a pretty funny comment, but a pretty douchey thing to do. Yeah. Uh, he posted a video of like someone going to Google, typing sketch cards, and hitting enter. And it was an instructional video on how you find out more about sketch cards. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a form. Yeah, You're going to have know. people who ask those questions because th that's the resource. Know. You know, there's no reason to be. But the thing is, so cold. It's, it's, it's one of those things that person, whether they do or don't decide to stay in the hobby or go after sketch cards, will not remember the 20 positive comments and helpful comments. Right. They'll it will be that one, that one negative, negative one. comment. Right. And if, that's, if they then go away from the hobby and that's mm -hmm. their, their kind of takeaway from the hobby, you, you've lost them. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it, arse hattery is the word I'm going to use for that. That's a good one. That kind of ass hattery, you might feel big about it when you post it, and you might you might find it funny in yourself, but it actually it's just it's just not a nice thing to do to someone else. So no man, that's horrible. You know, so, I mean, why would you want to yeah. put that? That's just aggression. That's just yeah. Just because you just yeah, don't be, it's just don't weird, be a douchebag, man. you know. No man, it, it's very douchey. Like and I, unfortunately, yeah. it is the way of the internet um, with people who do that and keyboard yeah. warrior it and troll people it's just you know it is what it is um so anyway so but that is kind of the opposite of card mentoring i guess is kind of the best way to yeah that. yeah and it's, it's a good way to talk about one card 101 too right like you're gonna if there was another piece of advice for cards 101 part two yeah. i would say identify the collectors who are buying and flipping and stay away from them as much as possible you know what i mean identify the collectors who are withholding information because they think they have the secret yep. to the holy grail <laughs> or whatever <laughs> and just go do your own research or yeah, eventually yeah, yeah, you'll yeah, come yeah. across a nice group of yeah, people exactly you know what it's the kind of lovely world that we live in that yeah even though there's not going to be an episode go by without him mentioned joe Jusco. um good evening sir even though he might not have um, reached out to us yet, come on the podcast, whatever, that's fine. You know, he's busy. You know, he might, yep. not, might not be his thing. That's okay. That's absolutely fine. However, by virtue of the fact that he has just liked one of my posts on Marvel Masterpieces Collectors and it's just oh, pinged awesome. at me whilst we're recording, I take that <laughs> as he's just come on the podcast. So there we go. He's here. <laughs> he's here. He is, he is with us in spirit. Um, <laughs> Bless him. It was the, funnily enough, it was the Simone uh, Bianchi uh, Wolverine. So oh. I, I just, I just, I just love that support between the artists. It's just the way to do it, man. I mean, yeah. it's such a small a nice hobby to, you know. to like, it's so nice to have that connection. Yeah. I mean, they do that in the statue community. Yeah. You know what I mean, like you talk to the sculptors, you talk to yeah. the designers and people follow the hobby groups. And they learn about the product and they get excited about putting out better products. And it's, it's a great symbiosis, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. for any hobby. I just thought that was cool. You know, it's nice, nice to see. Um, yeah, Joe could be doing 101 other things right now, but he's yeah. chosen to just hit the like button on a post that Simone's tagged in and we'll see. So, that's... Um, so uh, and we had some more feedback. Um, we had uh, instantly someone... Uh, asked a question, Andy Talaga. Uh, good evening, Andy. Um, he was asking about top loaders, uh, which size is best for the 2018 Marvel Masterpieces, uh, which isn't my area of expertise. 
expertise as we talked about when we were talking about storage i don't kind mm -hmm. of generally do the magnetic one touch top loader things um but instantly other collectors jumped in and just helped him out which was cool so uh, yeah. the answer to that is is 100 point uh, 100 point for 2018 Marvel must pieces i imagine that would be the same for 2016 we should put a cheat sheet we should well group. yeah it's what it's, it's if, the list of things that i would like to do I, yeah <laughs> let me put it out here yeah i need to put well marvel masterpieces collectors i did a group index where i kind of put links to posts where things have been discussed and shared oh yeah that's right yeah. but for marvel car collectors worldwide I've, I've not done that but the number of times it's kind of an faq thing kind of a, you know a help a help guide an index yeah it is the index um where people can go and say, okay, there was a conversation about storage here. There was a conversation about pockets here and people posted links to products and, you know, just kind of pulling that together yeah. to one, but all right, okay. So click here to go and see where we talked about this, click here to go and see where we talked about that, you know, um, but just the, in, in the year and change that the group's been up, just the volume of, of great stuff on there. I, it's kind of like, where, where do you start? But uh, it's, it's one of the things I do want to, to do at some point, but, Hey, the group has a search function, so um, so, so there is that. But um, mm -hmm. anywho, um, so uh, Kevin again. Kevin, he's all over it. This is great. Yeah, man, Kevin's on it. Um, so he's referenced um, you in the first part of Cards 101, um, saying about um, not rushing in to buy when you're yeah. a collector. He goes on to say, I've seen many new collectors over the years go all in on a product, character, and or high-end sketch cards and inserts, and then feel burned out and leave the hobby within a couple of years. Yeah. Which, uh, I have to say, I've seen that happen in other hobbies. I don't think it's unique to Marvel cards, but it is, and I think it's a possibly a personality type thing to do that. Yeah, I think it's a set exhaustion too. I yeah. see a lot of people who collect like a full set, like go ham on a full, full set. Mm. And then they won't touch another set. One, because they're recuperating. Two, because maybe they have doubles they can't sell or they see the set price drop yeah. or, you know, whatever, whatever they're disappointed or happy about. You know, I think people come at hobbies very differently sometimes, you know, and there's different things they value. Some people will value value like an like an investment value mm -hmm. you know what i mean like they, they love the art they're really excited about it but then if they start seeing it drop they lose interest you know or they see another set and they're like oh man that's something i would really want yeah and they offload the current set they have yeah. yeah yeah i can i can i definitely see that set exhaustion um i know i got exhausted with uh artist proofs ap's when oh, really? i first started out yeah i went i went pretty ham on contacting every artist I could oh find. commissioning you mean Commissioning, yeah, yeah. Uh, commissioning for APs from artists, um, just because I was finding artists I really liked, and then there were certain cards I couldn't get my hands on. Um, like I really like uh, Toma, Toma's art oh, quite a Andre, lot. Andre Toma, Andre Toma, who I'm a huge fan of, and you know, some people like, some people don't. That's kind of like what my collection is. You know, it's you know, it's, it's not everybody's likes. It's more sketchy. It's more lines. It's more ink. Um, Eclectic. Yeah, that's that's this more of my style. Mm. Um, that's what my eye draws to more because I like seeing not only the process, but I like seeing the ideas. I like seeing the, I like my imagination doing more of the work than seeing everything, pieced out for me. Yeah, Does that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. So maybe not quite so finished and polished. 
Yeah, like um, like Charles Hall, for instance, right? Charles Hall has a good range of like some pieces that are completely decked out, which are amazing. You know, where you have the character and the face is done really well and the comic book is behind them. And mm. I'll find that stuff for you. Um, and then you have one, uh, then I have one that's more, most of it's sketched out and the details are only in the face and it's on a white background. Yeah. I like that one more. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's not that one is better than the other at all. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just what my eye draws to. But it's just your personal taste. Right. So Telma was somebody who I kept seeing his surfers and his work. And I was like, man, I really need a surfer from Telma. This is necessary for my collection. He's one of my favorites. So I couldn't get a hold of a card <laughs> that was surfer and Telma because those are, were gone and nobody was giving those up. So I eventually commissioned him. I commissioned him three times. Wow. To three different cards. Um, I, I don't know what happened. I was just into it. And I was doing it. And out of the three, I picked one that I liked the most. And I kept the other two for quite some time until someone wanted to trade or whatever. And I was okay with letting go of the artist proof, even though I don't like doing that. I like usually keeping all my APs. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I eventually traded the other two and only have kept one now. Yeah. And, you know, that was the first one I got from him, you know, and I saw the first AP he gave me and I was yeah. like, oh, man, this is really nice. And then in my head, I was like, you know, maybe he can do one like this, too. Maybe he yeah. can do one like this. Yeah. And getting that, what was in my head was, and he did great work, has nothing to do with that. It's just I built it up in my head so much, being a new to the hobby and not realizing that cards will come up, you know, that sets do open up, that these artists do draw for sets in the future mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, given I had known that I probably would have done the one commission, waited a couple of months, be excited about the card and, you know, take a break from getting more and more commissions. But that's just my opinion. You know, some people, some collectors, I know some collectors attach themselves to artists. Like I know someone and I won't give out his name, but he's doing, uh, or the artist, cause I don't want to, you know, jeopardize that the big vision he has for his set mm -hmm. of, um, his sketch cards. But he's locked himself into one artist and he's doing a nine pager. And a lot of a lot of collectors do that. I think it's great. I think it's great to be that close to artists and get that kind of vision sketched mm -hmm. out, you know. Um, for new people to the hobby for one on one, I would say, you know, if you do find yourself obsessed with an artist's work and you're like, I have to get the AP because I'm never gonna see a card by them, do one AP. And then just wait a little bit, you know, there's no reason for you to like frantically feel like you have to get everything under the sun by that one artist, just because you feel like that card will never come up. Yeah. You know, and let the artists do their thing in terms of what you're commissioning, you know, try not to be too picky. Mm -hmm. I, I've realized in my experience, the more picky I am in terms of what I envision for the card that the artist can do is not always the yeah. best thing to yeah. the artist. I have to say, all of the, um, uh, in fact, I've got a couple of things to say. First of all, if you've still got contact with Mr. Andre Toma, reach out to him. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the uh, guy needs to, guy needs to um, um, maybe see if he'll do an intro for the pod. Who knows? Yeah, he might I'll do. do that now. Um, and uh, maybe you want to come and join us in the group. That'd be lovely to, to have him. Um, we'll, we'll say in, in terms of APs, I, my favorite APs, and this is no disrespect to the people I, the few, because I haven't commissioned many. Um, the few I have commissioned um, 
versus the ones that are that are done either as a piece for other people or where the artist just did them and then sold them mm-hmm. um my favorite ones are the ones that i've acquired where i haven't commissioned them hmm. strangely um which is which is odd um i think possibly because sometimes the artist may have had maybe a tiny bit more freedom than what was pack inserted and went through all those approvals um and possibly because just whoever was commissioning the artist maybe had a better vision uh the few times i've done it (laughs) i find myself stuck for inspiration Mm. i think i was more attached to the process of actually getting a, a sketch card commissioned than i was actually having a vision of what it could and should look like oh i see yeah um i just know i usually just say you know the the last time i got something commissioned was a a, a cover um a blank comic cover uh, a convention mm. last year and um he did it post convention and, and posted it to me but i met him and paid him at the convention and uh, i sent him a picture of you know kind of the style of things i liked Mm-hmm. the black cats that i liked which is much more of an 80s kind of um um kind of outfit and style because that's kind of that. my route to black cat um and he he came back and um didn't i don't remember him giving me a um a pencil version of it actually i think i just got the finished thing and so i hadn't seen it when it arrived so i'm right. just reaching for it now because i'm going to show you um and it actually is it's absolutely wonderful. So he's, you know, it was good, I think, sending him kind of the mood board, if you like, of mm. the kind of thing that I wanted. But that aside, I think the first, here it is. I think the first um, AP that I did, I think I'm about to sell. You think what? I think I'm about to sell the first AP card that I had made. Oh, wow. Because I was looking through my collection. It's like, you know, we've talked about it and it just, kind of didn't you know my taste have maybe changed a little bit over the years as I've yeah and that happens cards, you know and it's no yeah, disrespect yeah. to that artist at all at all and it's a no, wonderful no. card and someone else is is about to be able to own it in fact i have i did one last year from masterpieces 2018 i think i'm probably going to part with that as well simply because it's kind of you know when you look at something you're just not quite feeling it you know, people send me links yeah. often for black cat cards that are for sale on eBay. Mm-hmm. And I look at them and I'm like, yeah, it's great, but I'm just not feeling it. Well, it's weird because like... And when I feel I, it, I go for it, you know. See, yeah. And I'm friends... I'm probably friends with all the major surfer collectors, for sure. And there's like three of them. I'm I'm, fr- I'm actually good friends with all three. I like them, yeah, all yeah. three of them. Um, but the surfer, the things I like in a sketch card are completely different from what other people like. Mm. Like I even notice it in the group. Like sometimes I'll post a card in the group and maybe it's just when I'm posting it. You know, people like it and are super supporter, yeah, supportive, yeah, yeah. but it's not blowing anyone, anybody away. But I look at it and I'm just like, that's like the best thing ever. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, I have, I have such yeah, a specific yeah, yeah. taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really do. And I think my tastes are becoming more specific yeah. as I get older in terms of black cat. Um, which is why I've, I've you know, I'm, I tr- I had a little trim of maybe fifteen sketch cards. About six I've trimmed too. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I think I'm about to do it again because um, I, wow. you know, um, which is difficult for me to acknowledge, but um, hey, it's going to happen anyway. I'm going to hold up to you that comic cover. So it's Amazing Spider-Man one of the current volume. That looks great, man, and it's beautiful. And um, the artist is called Lee Townsend. 
Um, he's wow. an English artist. Um, he's worked on Spider-Man. And See, proportions, face, everything looks good. Good pop of color because she's in black. Lovely. Nice centering on the cover. Yeah. Great framing. I mean, that's that's a great piece, man. Yeah, great rack. Hands down, that's a good-looking piece. Great rack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll it's post a, a picture very of that. nice cover. I'll post a picture of that. Um <laughs> On the um, on the tasting notes, and you can uh, you can appraise it for your, for yourself. So I guess this is a, this is a long way around of saying um, going back to Kevin's about not rushing to be a, you know, when you're a new collector. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Seriously, um, you know, just Seriously. figure out what you like. Don't have that. Don't let FOMO get the better of you. Yeah, because it will hurt yeah. your wallet, and you'll you'll end up with. Um, collector's fatigue uh, yeah i was gonna say buyer's remorse yeah that's better i've bought things in the heat of, heat of um uh passion i guess is the best way to yeah. phrase it before and then you know i've gotten to the end of it the process and i've got it in my hand and maybe it sat in my collection for a while and that. why did i why did i buy that you know why yep. did i spend double on that when i've got that card and was, i love that more and yet it was a third of the cost i don't know you know and sometimes you get in the heat of the moment when you're bidding on ebay and also you freak out because this hobby is strange, right? Because a lot of other hobbies, like with comic books or with statues, I feel like sometimes there's better odds in those hobbies, and I could be wrong about this, where those pieces will come back up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the turnaround is not so long. I do feel like with certain with sketch cards, especially sketch cards or red spectrums or printing plates mm -hmm. or sometimes even autos, like especially in the MM16, like the Silver Spectrum autos, those just don't come up. Um, people just hold on to those. There is the risk of never seeing a card again for like a year and a half. Mm. Like it, it can be kind of ridiculous longer. how you'll never see a card. Yeah, it longer. Like I, I, I feel like certain things just don't come up. And it's probably yeah. because, and tell me if you agree, and I think it's because of storage, right? You can store a card somewhere and not like risk losing a lot of space in your home. Like with a statue, you're buying a big statue, you buy another big statue, suddenly that's less space that you can mm -hmm. afford to, you know, curate the room better and not have it be so um, busy. Yeah, and with yeah, comic yeah. books too, long boxes, CGC, you know, those take up a lot of space. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Ian's got like a really awesome space where he's in where all these awesome collectibles are around. Yeah. Um, but with cards, I feel like they take up less space, so they're not as, I don't know, yeah, it's not as, as much of a reminder, maybe? They do, I, I think. But that's the weird thing. I'm now at a point where I'm about to trim my collection again, and this is cards that I've owned for maybe eight to ten years, some of these. And so, but I, but that's the thing, my tastes have changed. So I think you, you and I've, I've, I don't know if that's a, a true time cycle for a lot of people, but... Mm that may well be you know that that's likely to be the case with a lot of collectors in the yeah. after a while on those one of one items um those those rare items you know you might just be like yeah you know i've owned it but i'm now kind of you know i'm thinking my collection's now going that way and it's kind of you're curating your own collection yeah. um for some people volume is the thing you know they just like a lot of cards by a lot of different artists and um, anything's fair games. There's, there's different strokes for different folks, I guess. Um, for sure. 
which is, you know, I guess the next thing. Um, so, um, what else? So Kevin also went on to say, uh, suggest some other cards 101 tips. Buy what you like. Mm -hmm. True Good that. Tip. Can't argue with that. Try yeah. to stay within your means. Oh, my kitty yeah. aunt. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. If it is something you really want, I guarantee you won't regret certain price points. Yes. Or um, yes. Yes. Certain, I mean, certain price points. I mean, it depends what you want to do. And getting what you like, you know, that's that's trickier than than it's, it's, it sounds more simple than it actually is because you don't really know what you like until you see a lot. Exactly. So yeah. going to sketchcollectors.com, going to yeah. comicartfans.com, yeah. you know, I mean, really look at people's collection mm -hmm. and really take your time with artists, you know, and also for character collectors out there, yeah, you might like an artist, but before you commission them or before you go hunting to do a full thing, make sure they do your character the way you like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I've come into some, First, some collector... Like Right, some artists can do characters better. Like some people can do Wolverine, mm -hmm. the best. You can't beat them. They just clean house on Wolverine. Yep. But you ask them to do something else, or some other texture, or whatever the case may be, or you know, the female form or the male form. Some people are better at the female yeah, form yeah. than the male. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you just the preference. Little girl, and they muff it. And they muff yeah. it. <laughs> it really is true. You know, you just don't know what the artist is more inclined to do better than the others mm. look them up do your research before you start you know commissioning or searching for a character that that artist did because i've done that i've searched for months for a particular artist for a character and i was like ah oh, they're gonna nail it they're gonna nail it this is gonna be great mm. i went through the process i actually went to a commission i saw the prelims they did for the character and i was like shit i don't know if i really like their interpretation of the character or how they do it and then I had to like slowly back away or eat crow and get the card and eventually sell it, you know, because I didn't do the research and I didn't know. Yeah. That really, that really does happen. So know what you yeah, like, meaning, that. you know. Yeah, I think so. Buy what you like. Also try to stay within your means is a good one. I mean, I am. Um, Great one. And this is yeah. not, this is not, this is not just about one of ones and sketch cards. This is just about, you know, what sets you're choosing to buy, or, you know, whether mm -hmm. you're trying to go for older sets or new sets or ones with binders or ones without or uh, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. The Marvel Masterpieces 2018, I spent more than I planned to on 2018 by quite I a long way. A lot um, of people did. A lot, a lot of people did. Um, a lot of people got, got, got um in a nice way carried away with it i yeah. know that i actually did save up for it though i sold a fairly hefty chunk of my sega mega drive video game collection um mm. to pay for the six boxes that i am um, started out with um in fact i still have a stack of them over there so if anyone in the uk ideally uh although <laughs> i will mail well worldwide just at the big things Wants yeah. to buy some Sega Mega Drive video games. I'm your man. Um, but, um, but yeah, and you know, I did dip into the credit card for some of that, um, which um, I'm still tickling away at. So it's one of those things. Um, try to just be mindful of the fact that you can get carried away. And a yep. lot of the stuff that I, I did buy, you know, the market's leveled out again now. So actually, you know, even if you sell it uh, down the road, you might not, you know, um, make that back so um don't be afraid to let a set sit sit out in market for a while before you pick it up um 
especially if it's not you know one of ones and and, and things like that that you're yeah. after one of ones and plates you know you yeah. you don't want to let that sit out too long but you don't want to go crazy on those exactly. But, exactly you know other cards you wait it out you go to yeah. check out my collection.com yeah you know you get you're getting half the price of what it is the first three months yeah, exactly exactly you know some people buy a lot of product just to get the one of ones and the rare stuff and then that that does by nature of things put more of pressure or common cards out into the market and therefore the price of those drops because yeah. they want shot of them so um but i guess this ties into kevin's next point which is don't feel pressured to keep up with the joneses yep. you know there's that whole thing you know it's not it's a it's a marathon not a sprint but you also you're not really you know the only person you're 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 racing against is is yourself i mean you can look at the guy collecting um in the next um group over and think oh yeah i want to be like him but actually you know just do it at your own pace do, do your own thing seriously um, because <laughs> it's just not a good idea yeah to compare yourself to others in ever in any sense yeah. Um, nuts. yeah you'll drive yourself nuts because there's some people in the group who have insane amounts of things yeah and and hell of a collection yeah. and you have to take into account many things some people are draining credit cards some people are been doing this for over 10 plus years you know some people you know, have the, very very well paid jobs right some people have, have the wealth to, to you know that kind whatever of it off. is or yeah. um trust funds or you know or just you know have really grafted and and made a good life for themselves or, or whatever the case may be so um you know some people are in a position where they can spend card so i guess mm -hmm. it's you know it's the whole thing about staying staying you know 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 where your kind of sandpit is and and, and don't be afraid to happily play in it and you know not want to play in someone else's backyard yeah uh, and have fun figuring out what you want to put together yeah like for me like more than half of the fun of the collecting is making my list and being yeah. like all right this is what I want to go for now. These are my artists that I want to get, or this is the thing I'm looking for. Mm. And don't be afraid to be flexible either. You know what I mean? Changing things up, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it kind of ties in the, the next, um, Kevin had one more, but I'm going to leave that till, till, till last actually. Uh, we'll circle back to Kevin's last point. Um, Armand, um, good evening, Armand, or should I Armand. say? Because you're in New Zealand. Um, so, um, I've no idea if that actually is correct. If he's in New Zealand. He is in New Zealand, yes. Yeah. But whether it's morning there to afternoon now. It might be. Who knows? Um, he can't hear us, so can't answer. Anyway, uh, <laughs> his first point very much ties in with that. It's not a competition. Collect what you want, which I think yep. um, I think is good. And actually, he, he's got some really solid points here. Um, don't be a hater if someone has better stuff. Seriously, with a better card or collection, the grass is always greener. But actually, the the flip side to that is, if you've kind of decided to buy what you like and stay within your means, then you should feel less of that. You'll still admire. You can still admire someone else's collection without necessarily envying it. I think it's true to say. But I think the nature of <laughs> of people who collect cards is you'll always be like mother <laughs> yeah what you know want what you have yeah you know don't don't yeah honestly too if there's something in someone else's collection that you're like dying to get a hands on just wait 
yeah i'll find something else yeah you know what i mean it's not going to be a forever piece very rarely will pieces never exchange people's hands Mm -hmm. very rarely Exactly, which ties nicely. It's almost like we planned this, which ties nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we, we we very much probably didn't both read. No, we didn't plan this at all. On air, <laughs> as it were. Um, I'm on the next point. Respect people's wishes that do not want to sell or trade a card. Inquire, Seriously. keep it moving. Don't berate or insult them. No, don't don't argue. Also, too, if you don't. Mm, okay, a couple of things. I am very much a person who finds something in someone's collection and I will contact them every two months just to check in and be friendly. I'm, I'm not, I never, I never got into a thing where someone felt like I was badgering them. I would contact them like every month and a half or every seven weeks or something like that. If I remember, and just hit them up and be like, Hey, saw it again, drooling over your card. Just wondering if you change your mind, just let me know. I'll be here. And most collectors, what they do is, and this is a nice practice. Mm. You say, listen, I know who you are. I put your name with the card. So when I go to when I go to sell it, what's your email? I'll hit you up first. Mm. That's good practice, in mm. my opinion. That's what I do. Um, most people don't come after my cards because they're PC, so they're very specific. Um, but if someone wants something, actually, I have two or three of the people. you know. So I put their name to it, and I just like, eh, now I know. It's on my list. It's there. Yeah. If I go to sell it, I'll hit them up and just be nice. You check in every once in a while. That's always a nice thing to do, you know, but don't, the worst thing you can do as a collector, in my opinion, one of the worst things you can do as a collector, in my opinion, other than flipping things is, and flipping things, I mean like flipping, flipping things. Like you buy something really cheap and it's like $2,000 on eBay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Not like casual flipping. Um, The worst thing you can do is, tell somebody hey i want this i want this name your price and then they name their price and you're like ah eh, that seems too expensive <laughs> yeah you know if you're gonna commit commit all the way because collectors they all know each other they won't hit you up again you know what i mean you, oh, yeah. you know unless someone asks for something crazy but yeah, 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 you ask for a fair price. Most people will give it to you if they want to so. sell i think so and it's it, weird it's like it's like we planned this respect people's pricing especially yeah. if you are clueless of the market see a price you don't like keep it moving no need to put in your five cents i think what i'm on means by that is keep scrolling um because um i uh, i don't think if someone's putting something up for sale say it's not a one-on-one okay because because we, we talk a lot about that, but actually there's a lot of people who don't do that. They don't play in that yeah. sandpit. So maybe it's a, you know, one of 50 or one of 25 or just, just mm-hmm. a, a limited subset and they've priced it. And maybe you look at it and think that's a bit rich, you know, it's not quite there, but there's, you don't have to comment. Don't comment. If the price isn't right, it won't sell for that person. Yeah. It will just stay on market. Um, but you're not but, the only person but, who thought of that. Price bashing. <laughs> um, and, and doing it in a way that whether intended or not if you step back and read it could be interpreted in a way that is is rude or um or just disrespectful um it's just not a cool thing to do just you know just get everyone's backs up and it just kind of ruins the mood you know it also shows Um, your hand right it shows that you really wanted the piece and now you're hurt that you can't get it mm. and it makes you look bad look there's tons of look don't think you guys are alone either. You know what I mean? There's tons of times where I, I disagree with people's prices all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a cheap...
soon. You know, I disagree with prices all the time. I really do. I do. I see people post things and I'm like, that will never sell or whatever comment I make to myself. But you know, PM someone and bitch privately. You know what I mean? There's really no reason. You know, if you've got something nice to say, say it. If you've got something bad to say, move on. Just just keep it inside. Trust me. It's it's always better to move on. Put it in a drawer. Yeah. Step away from the keyboard. See, that's um, the way to do it. Don't, don't, don't engage, man. It's, um, it's not worth it. And then, you know, back up your trade valuations with uh, very least current or historic sold data or use some logic and extrapolation. So this is just go this to goes, eBay. Yeah, it goes go back to the, to the sold invest- listings. Yeah, that's it. That's all you have to do. We did. Just, just value yeah. it. Look at sold listings. That's it. If you haven't, if you can't find the ex- a specific card, so if it's a hollow foil speckle from Masterpieces 2016, but there's only one sold of those and you can yeah. Price looks a bit okay. I can't really base it on one. Just look and see generally how many hollow foil speckles are selling for, you know, and just just kind of just just do it. Like that. So at least you can say, you know, if someone just say does say, okay, I don't think it's worth seventy. I'm going to offer you forty. You can say, well, I've had a look at this and I think fifty is fair or fifty five is fair, and you know, you meet in the middle and you, know, you can kind of do that sort of stuff. And it just shows that you've actually thought about it, um, because ultimately. If you're going to, this is why I say to people, if you're going to put cards for sale on the groups, don't put them up and just say offers. Yeah, don't say off. And don't be yeah. sensitive about offers yeah. either, by yeah. the way. That's the other thing that drives me crazy. If you say to me, here, I'm pricing this card here, but I'm open to offers. Yeah, and that's someone fine. gives you mm. an offer that, and then all of a sudden you're personally offended. Why? You out, you open that door. If well, you weren't yeah, selling it yeah. for less than what you want, then don't yeah. don't put offers. Yeah, exactly. So but ultimately, you know, if you if you want to know how much cards are worth, do your homework. Yep. You know, have a look. Have a look. That's no, that's a pro homework. tip for real. If you're stuck, ask for a valuation. And right. if you get a valuation, you're happy with it, then do a sales post. It's not, you know, yeah. it's, it's not you're not gonna shame someone into lowering their price. Yeah, exactly. That's never so, gonna work out for you. So anyway, so, you know, all good stuff here, um, Tamron. Um, and Pankit. 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 The man. Um, he's cray-cray. I love him. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Here's my two cents on the 101 of collecting cards based on my experience. And that's, that's ultimately all this is. It's based on your own experience. That's it. As, as journey, journey people, not journey men, journey people uh, through the hobby. Um, <laughs> It's about having fun. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the journey and don't make it stressful. So yeah, ex- exactly that. Words to still live by. If you're getting het up about something, if you're getting stressed out about something, if something is, is, is cheesing you off, it, you know, I, I guess <laughs> you know it's easy to say stop typing and walk away from the keyboard. But at the very least, have a think about what do you actually seriously expect the other person to do about it? Who are you taking that on? Exactly. You know, if you, you know, if it's a, if it's a, what's the result you want from yeah. that conversation or that if aggression? It's, if it's a market moan, fine. But if it's directed at a person, then you know oh, what yeah. they're going to do. You know, they can't they can't change anything. So you know, just enjoy yourself. Don't let it get stressful. Um, remember, you and everyone in this community has a life outside the card world. Mm-hmm. Family first and patience is the key when dealing with a fellow collector. And I would echo this by saying i worked in west end theater in london for many years and uh still have very 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 dear friends from from that time and one of the uh, kind of industry legends um was a box office manager who 
when when she was dealing with a customer probably didn't give what would now in nowadays be regarded as the best customer service but she hit the nail on the head completely when she said to that customer i don't know why you're shouting at me it's a ticket it's not a kidney <laughs> so and she had a point yeah, had a point. yeah, it's a major point. It's a hobby. Yeah, it's it's it, listen. There are people who have left the hobby for very real and serious, uh, real life. He says with his fingers in the air, reason because you know they've got gotten sick, they've been made redundant, they've had to look after um, a friend or relative, and they had to become a carer. There's all sorts of reasons why people come in and come out of the hobby, um, mm-hmm. and people are dealing with stuff outside of being on facebook or or you know being on ebay or being on blowout or being on commerce or being on epacs you mm-hmm. know it, it's a hobby it's a side thing yeah you know there are people fortunate enough to make their living out of being in the hobby and they're usually artists or people who make the trading cards or people who um um or dealers for example yeah but you know and that you know for, for them people it might not be the hobby it might just be their job so they might not have the same kind of roast interview of it. I don't know. Maybe they do. Um, and, and, you know, certainly um, on the more business side of things, but certainly the artists, you know, the artists that we've engaged with are passionate and love the characters and love engaging with the collectors. So, you know, it is, it is a community, but, you know, each and every one of those people has a life outside. Um, so you just got to be respectful of that, I think. Yeah. No, you, you said it perfectly. I agree. Um, everyone is connected one way or another in this niche community word spreads like wildfire so respect everyone which now i don't want to make extra work for you here norin because i know that when we put a bleep in an episode i know i did it twice already so uh, oh (laughs) so if you've already done it have you yeah it's okay we're we're free to go (laughs) okay never where you eat i've said it before (laughs) i'll say it again so there we go. Um, I, I, I will go down and, and reference the time codes on this. <laughs> You're the best. Because <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many times we, we, we have to, we, not we have to, we, we don't have to do any of this. We choose yeah. to um, listen to the episodes. You know, I listen, I, I usually listen to the episodes maybe about three times before they go out. Yeah. Which is, which is I, I don't think I'll ever get over because it's weird listening to yourself. It's very weird. When when I do the editing, it's very weird to have to go through back and hear hear me, yeah, over and over again. Quite a lot of the time, I often forget. <laughs> you know, I, I'll remember key points where we've talked about stuff, but I won't remember everything we said. So it's, yeah. it's often actually quite a surprise. So I did I black really out through this whole experience? To be honest, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you wake up on the floor, surrounded by like, what? What's going on? Um, <laughs> I, I often wake wake up on the floor in someone else's underpants, but that, that's beside the point. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although a lucrative um it is not an easy investment i think i think he's, he, he meant to say although a lucrative hobby maybe it is not an easy investment to turn around in a short time so avoid burning out um i guess so if that's what you're in it for it's not not what i'm in it for i'm in it kind of you know because i enjoy getting the stuff i enjoy and i like you know i like the thrill of the hunt i think as you said um on a very early episode those three kind of phases of collecting mm-hmm. do you remember that i think so 
briefly. It was absolutely. If you want me to recall them and tell you, then no. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, 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 um, well, you know what? I am going to, I am going to, because that was a really, I think it was in the very first episode, actually. I'm sure. Oh, the three. Yes, 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 yes. That was in the first episode. And I, I have been wanting to revisit and talk about those. Because I think yeah. I think that they were good. have a little bit more more um, space. So maybe now's the time if you can remember them. Maybe. No. You remember them? No. Okay. I can't remember right. Let's have a let's have a reading. Uh, and and it ties in with your comment on a few episodes later where you said where you said the term professional collector. And yes. So what I want to do is I want to revisit both of those things. We'll have a little listen off off air, obviously. Uh, yeah. Because I think that there's an episode there in itself where we could discuss kind of not mentality, that's the wrong word. Kind of some of the, the kind of psychological and the feeling involved with actually chasing, acquiring, owning. Which broadly speaking is is what what you were talking about. Oh, it was trading selling uh it was trading sharing um last one was sharing last one was sharing i think hunting. the middle one was hunting, hunting. Maybe. hunting trading sharing this is something like that for people yeah <laughs> you know i you know so yeah i think there's a lot of processes with the with collecting and you know for me i do like the investment side i do look i do really enjoy charting what cards hold value what cards don't hold value yeah i don't know you know, it's it's not something I use to flip on people or to do any kind of crazy stuff like that. I really don't. I I, I really do just buy what I like, mm. and then my taste will change a year and a half later or something, or there'll be something that comes up. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I fund the hobby with my own hobby. I don't fund the hobby with money for my paycheck. I try to keep it as a recycled kind of thing good i try i I try not to i mean it's not like i'm successful but you know i very much only buy things when i have money in my card collecting hobby fund like otherwise i i try to hold off as much as possible like there's five things i want right now and i'm not pulling the trigger because i'm just like i can't do it you know what i mean i buy those five things i'm out for like the rest of the year so i have to like pace myself and figure out what's a priority and what's not a priority in the hobby. Um, so I do think there is really good advice in that. You know, it, if you don't know yourself, you're going to find yourself in a world of hurt because you're going to be not having the money to make the calls on things that you really wanted. You are going to have a lot of product on your hands that you were only interested in because of hype. And then want to sell. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things you kind of have to pace yourself with, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's yeah. a key to absolutely. And all these things that we're giving you, the audience, um, you know, this one of ones, all these tips. They're all not only are they only in our opinion, but we're also thinking about longevity for yeah, enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't enjoy enjoying hunting sharing something like that um if you don't in if this is you you don't want to burn out whenever you go full ham on a hobby if this is your thing and you want to be in it and you want to binder it up get a bunch of sets and you really want to have a backlog and or you want to collect every artist from each sketch card or every Mm -hmm. character from Mm -hmm. a sketch card series if you have those kind of goals and you want that kind of stuff that is not going to happen within the year 
no. those kind of goals happen within the six months, within, yeah, yeah, within yeah. a year and a half. It just depends on what you yeah. want. So this hobby, I think this hobby more than others, very much when you get deeper and deeper into it, you realize how limited yeah. product is. Yeah. And how limited it and how difficult it can be to get a one of one or to get even like a full set of something yeah. like 95 Mirages or an MM. Especially the older stuff that might not be in such good condition. Right. You're not going to find premium looking uh, pieces. You're not going to find tight corners. Mm. You're really going to have, you know, problems trying to figure things out. Yeah. That's why it's better. And the way to get around that is you get deeper into the hobby, you join a group. And as you get deeper into the hobby, you start to figure out, oh, this person has 10 boxes of this yeah, yeah, and I yeah. want to buy a box because I want to feel nostalgic. Yeah. I don't want to get uh, this box, but I know this person and I know they keep their boxes in an air conditioning unit. So the cars are not going to stick. Hopefully I know the boxes are clean because they have them there. You know what I mean? Instead of buying from someone somewhere else where you don't know how they keep their collection. Mm. Your money is not being flushed down the toilet at that mm. point. It just depends. It depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That well, that's that's what that's how that's what I've learned. Yeah, I think it's good. Well, it kind of all ties into Kevin's last point that I said I'd I'd circle back to. Enjoy the hobby. So you can't yeah. really say uh you can't say further than that. I no, you think. can't. Um which reminds me, there's a joke. Man goes to the doctor and says, Doctor, doctor, <laughs> I can't pronounce my F's or my T's. The doctor replies well, you can't say fairer than that then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. I went there. I've that's got good. loads of really bad jokes like that. That's um, good though. I mean, I think people will look forward to them. Yeah. Ian's joke house coming to a podcast. <laughs> Never. Um, so um, cards 101 part two. I think, listen, we'll, we'll, there may well be a part three um depending on if people have uh, any other feedback um you mentioned there it wasn't wasn't you know it's just our opinions but actually the the things we've been talking about here are three oh, right. other very very seasoned collectors as well yeah. so i think it's it's good that everyone's kind of coming to the same kind of conclusions and hopefully tamron or any of you other guys listening who who may be thinking about you know you know, I quite fancy getting into some, some trading cards. You know, what what kind of things do I want to collect? Um, you'll have an idea where to start and, and, and what to do. I mean, we were very much practical in Cards 101 Part 1 in terms of you yeah, know, we were. storage and things like that. So I think it's good to have some of these these bigger kind of ideas, if you like, So, mm -hmm. uh, which is good. Um, I'm going to talk about our intro on this episode um, now. And... Um, give a shout out to mr jaylin warner um Ooh. oh he of uh sketch cards on marvel masterpieces 2018 i know he did um i can't off the top of my head remember which other um which other sets he has worked on but he did some absolutely incredible cards on marvel masterpieces 2018 um yeah. he was also um at san diego comic-con um well, beast. Uh, re uh, recently because i'm just looking at his instagram feed um he's <laughs> he's got he's got himself a nickname of the mighty moose and i, I i've no idea where this i like that from. <laughs> uh, but um and uh, anyway he's he's on instagram 
as JL Warner, W-A-R-N-E-R 72, which makes you a year older than me, if that is indeed your, your, your age, sir. Um, describes himself as dad, cartoonist, sailor, run and gunner, veteran. Um, I believe he served in the Navy, uh, judging by some of these pictures. So although you weren't in, in, in the... Um, Although I'm not American, I, I can happily say thank you for your service because um looks like you did some good stuff. Um Absolutely. and where else is he on the interwebs? Um he sent me a link. Here we go. Uh, his Facebook page is The Adventures of Mighty Moose. He's also on Twitter at Josh underscore L underscore Warner. Uh we'll be sure to post the link. So thank you, Josh, uh Joshua um or Jay or Jaylin, I'm not sure how to actually refer to you. I can kind of think of you as Jaylin Warner because that's your um, your name in the group and on Instagram. So, uh, but thank you for doing the intro to this um, episode. And the last, the most recent post on his Instagram actually is uh, incredibly busy with work. We'll post some more stuff when through the projects. Dot dot dot. Interesting. So yeah, so it really excited to see that, especially of course if it's um, uh, Marvel related. So uh, hopefully um, you'll you'll pop it on the group and um, and and share it with us when it's ready to be seen. Uh, well, we just saw. Thank you for your the, support. Seriously, thank you so much. Um, we just saw a car with that post waiting for approval for uh, Marvel Premiere 2019. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was subtle, well spotted. Um, yeah. Um, who, who, uh, I'm going to muff the pronunciation now. Uh, Malik or Malise Akar? Malik Akar. Malik Akar. There we go. I think so. I think so. Hopefully. But it says, but it's a C <laughs> in the first name. So I read it as Malise. Maybe you're right. Sound. I don't know. I think I, she's, Who knows? Is she German? What is it a lady? She? It's a lady. Yeah. Wait. She's really good. Some representation. Um, yeah, seriously. No, I mean, there's like amazing, amazing female sketch card artists. She does amazing work. She does amazing. Yeah, she's. Work. I mean, she's um, one of the top three in the, in yeah, the industry. Yeah, in, in her hobby, she's like yeah. holy grail uh, artist. Yeah, um, <laughs> and she she posted a photo of um, her cat. Yeah, sitting so um, on a desk in front of a computer, <laughs> and uh, what was what was the caption? It was something about approvals. Looking it up now. So, waiting on approval. Waiting on approvals, and just in the background. Hopefully not underneath the cat. I think it was behind the cat. No, it was, is, it was like is right a, next. Is a raft yeah. of is a raft of um, a raft of cards, like done sketch cards. Yeah, and you can just about glimpse some of them, and they're just sick. Quality, got, and what's work. really cool, if you look at them up close, you realize that the ones that are closer to the angry cat face, which is pretty hilarious, um, <laughs> are five by sevens. Oh, really? Yeah, and the five by seven, she has a Wolverine with somebody in the background, a Captain Marvel with somebody in the background, a Spider Man with Mysterio, oh, wow. okay, a Spider Gwen all by herself. Ooh. So there's some really, really fascinating artwork and really so, good looking anyway. characters. We'll post a link to that that post um, yeah. if it's if it's on a public facing profile, not a private one. Um, don't know. No, Maybe I shared it with the group. Yeah, you did. You did. That's yeah, yeah. fine. That's fine. That's good. Because some people, it's their own page. Some people have a, some people it's their own profile rather. Some people have a page. So the art of such and such. So, mm. um, so I guess it depends how you want to roll with that. Um, and what else? I had a whole list of things to talk about this week, but 
I'm going to save some. I'm going to keep some in the bag uh, for the next episode. Because uh, quite frankly, uh, it is a marathon and not a sprint. Boom. There Full we circle. go. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. You can subscribe via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. Leave us a message via that link with questions, comments, or just to say hi, and we may even play on the show. We'll also be on iTunes and most other main podcast platforms soon. On Facebook, you can find Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide by searching MCCW and Marvel Masterpieces Collectors by searching MMC. On Instagram, find us at MMCollectors and at SketchCardHive. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting.